The drug and alcohol thing, it seems to me, comes down to this. Drugs and these things are, are wonderful. They're wonderful when you try them first. They're not around for all these millennia for no reason. First time, mostly pleasure, very little pain, maybe a hangover. And as you increase and keep using whatever it is, the pleasure part decreases and the pain part, the price you pay, increases until the balance is completely the other way and it's almost all pain and there's hardly any pleasure. At that point, you would hope, then the intellect says, oh... Oh, this doesn't work anymore. I'm going to die. Hey, what's up, everybody? Oh, my God. It's Unc Albert, a.k.a. Half Sack, a.k.a. Bow Ball. Previously known as Bow Balls, aka Bowmaster Flex, aka one, uh, Bow Ball Baggins, one ball to rule them all. And I think that's all of them. Yes, there's like a very specific reason why all my names revolve around those kind of words and phrases, but. It's not important. And it's a secret. And I'm not going to tell anybody until I get a million followers. So how about that? That's your reward. (laughs) How's it going, guys? I'm over my cold, thank God. I hope I don't sound as shit as I have in previous recordings. But, um, I mean... You know, I do post, like, production on, like, trying to get the EQ all, like, on my vocals sounding as polished as possible, but there's only so much you can do to polish a turd when, you know, my voice sounds horrible, but whatever. Um, I've just been groggy. Like, I had this fucked up cold, and I knew it was going to sound horrible in my voice. You can tell when someone's sick just by the sound of their voice. It sucks. I probably still sound groggy. I feel fucking groggy. I should drink more water. I've been taking this green vibrance shit I bought at Whole Foods. It was like, it's fucking expensive, but it's like a green powder, like, supplement with all these probiotics and nutrients and shit, and that's been kind of helping me like I think probiotics are pretty good at boosting your immune system from what I've been told because I guess a large part of your immune system is based on your digestive health so those like probiotics are like beneficial bacteria they just fucking go through your digestive system and eat all the bad shit and leave all the good shit basically that's as uh, simplistic as I understand it. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Dr. Rhonda Patrick on the Joe Rogan podcast. If you haven't heard who she is, check out. She's been on the Joe Rogan podcast like four or five times. Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She's like a nutritionalist and well, she's more than that. She's like a fucking scientist and how she talks about nutrition and how it properly affects all the cells in your fucking body. It, I mean, a lot of that goes straight over my head, but it's really fucking interesting. 
when like, you know, I first got clean because it's like I'm trying to be at least healthy. I'm in my 30s now. Fuck. I'm starting to feel it, you guys. I'm starting to feel the damage I've caused myself. So, fuck. I don't know. Um, and I'm at least trying to, like, eat better and you know, do at least something. I gotta start exercising. You know what's fucked? My co-host Ryan, he... I hate to blow him up, like blow him up and put him on the spot right now while he's in rehab, doing amazing. I'm so fucking proud of him. Um, I hope you enjoyed our last recording with him, um, or that old episode I uploaded that was me and him. That was originally we were gonna send a dopey, but it was like so long. That was a great story. One of our like first recordings. Um, what I wanted to didn't want to blow him up, but. That guy, when I met him in jail, motherfucker was just as skinny as me, right? We get out. We both get clean. He goes and sees a doctor, right? And apparently he's got this insane medical condition where his testosterone was, like, dangerously low. Between 400 and 600 is the level of testosterone that's normal in a male... And they were around 30s, I think. Or is that their 20s? God damn it, you guys. I really hate looking on the internet for shit. But anyway, it's in the hundreds. My, my co-host Ryan's testosterone level was like 9. And he's got some very strange medical condition where he's uh, unable to produce testosterone. So they had to, like, prescribe him testosterone. Like... Because it was slow, and it's he will always have a problem producing testosterone. Um, so they basically like what people in the gym fight for to. I guess it would be considered a steroid. It's you know, but this is like medically prescribed. It's not like he's like hitting up like the juice head at the fucking gym. But regard nonetheless, he did hit the gym after he got on you know prescription testosterone. And the fucker is ripped now. And I'm kind of jealous because I'm fucking trying to get my out of shape ass back into shape. And then he uploads all these pictures and all. No, I'm not saying. I'm I'm just. (laughs) He does get. I mean, he's a little shy, but he, he. I taught him everything he knows. This entire game. He knows because of me. And I'm skinny as fuck, so whatever. But, you know, I'm just trying to get in shape. So I was just, like, looking at his progress, and I was like, fuck, dude, Ryan was, like, I. it was just so incredible how someone as skinny, like, my lanky ass, I'm, like, 6'2", lanky, I'm, like, 165, I think. I'm just tall and lanky. It's hard to break out of that, like, genetic makeup when your whole dad side of the family consists of tall, lanky, like, Swedish and Dutch dudes, but... I will break out of it somehow. I'm going to start working out. And my damn co-host is the one who's, like, inspiring me to go to the gym. Because if, if I could see that guy go from as skinny as he was to how it was built as he is and the time he did it, like, anybody can do it. I mean, I'm obviously not, like, don't have the power of testosterone, but he takes it just to get his levels where mine are at. I think mine were... Very high, 
for having one testicle, last time I had my testosterone checked, it was really high. Because I was like, maybe I have low testosterone. Because I'm always tired. And I was like, no, that's just because you're always, like, detoxing off pills and you need to be clean forever now. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I just need to, yeah, get my shit in check. And, you know, as an update, you guys, I have been doing good. I've been clean. Um, it's been a month. Just almost a month now. Fuck. Okay, so almost 30 days. I'll make some celebratory thing about it. I mean, I don't really like counting clean time. I don't know why. I just don't, like, want the attention. But it's... Because it's like, dude, I got a long way to go. But I guess a lot of people are like, no, you be proud of 30 days, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know. I just... I guess I should get that app where I keep track of my clean time because I never keep track of it. I never thought it was important. I just thought I'm done. And that's what's the important part, you know, chip collecting and stuff. I just, it was cool when I would get a chip, but then they'd make me want to speak. I don't know. And put me on the spot. And it's like, it's hard to share. Some of those, like some of the meetings I go to lately are cool. Cause they're like, you know, 10 people. And that's cool. I can like open up to 10 people more on more of a personal level. But then you got some of these meetings and there's like fucking 50 to like plus people. And it's like, dude, opening up to that many people, like, and people get all clicky when it's that many people I sometimes. And it's weird. It's just hard to open up to that many people, especially when I'm like new and everyone knows I fucked up. Well, everyone who knows me there, I, it's hard to know all of 70 people when you're fresh in recovery, you know, but I'm working at it. So that's my update. I had, uh, something happen to me just the other night that I really wanted to share, but then I had to stop myself because I really had to think about, you know, what this podcast is, what Nod Squad is, and the responsibility like that entails behind it, you know? So, um, I was thinking about different perceptions of what it is that I've been doing, basically telling drug stories. You know, on one hand, it's entertainment value, but I thought about this experience I had afterwards just the other day. And in my first immediate thought was, Oh, I want to share this on not squad. Oh, this would be such a good story on not squad, which it would be, but I had to check myself and realize that for safety of other people, maybe in the story or safety of myself, I had to realize that some stories are just too fresh I didn't do drugs, obviously, so it's not like I was on drugs. I just don't want to put that person in danger by revealing anything he did that could be incriminating or what. I do want to share this story, but it's just too fresh. So I decided to make some ground rules about some of the stories just to keep anyone involved in the stories safe, as safe as possible. I mean, I already keep as many people anonymous. I don't drop last names. But I also think a story should at least be six months old. At least six months old. So as not to, like, 
just like self-admit of like witnessing people doing things that they could get in trouble for. You know, I'm not trying to do that. Like who, like to be completely honest with you guys about the fucking whole thing. Like I'm sure the 20, 30 years of weed smoking I did every day built up enough paranoia in me to kind of think about the bigger picture, which is anyone who wants to can listen to this podcast including narcs, law enforcement. And I'm not saying I'm going to, I'm big enough right now for them to give shit, but I mean, it's there. So I really got to be fucking watching my P's and Q's, not dropping my last name, having an alias for me, anyone else who just wants to go by first name, that's fine. Or if they want to go by an alias, that's fine. And a lot of my people that I have on the podcast do go by aliases, you know, I would just hope they remember it so that, like, they would be recognizable if I had them on again a second or third time. You know, because if you keep making up a new alias, then no one's going to remember who the fuck you were if you came on last time. Uh, But, yeah, this, but I had to add a new rule to my kind of, like, strict rules already. Um, And that's, some stories are too fresh. So what I did you guys, is record the story anyway, but I'm going to sit on it in the vault until it's at least six months old. And then, you know, at that moment, from six months from this day, someone remind me about the story that was too fresh if I didn't already release it. And it'll be kind of like a cool sort of, it's like a little time capsule for you guys. If you guys, you know, fuck with me now and are a fan and listen now, think of it as you're going to, as the show progresses, I'm going to progress as a person. The podcast is going to progress. And then we'll look back at a little memory of when I first started this thing and didn't know what the fuck to do. And I was just starting to get my shit together with my recovery. And we'll see how far I've come. So, you know, hopefully... Well, I've gained more, you know, subscribers or whatever. I'm still learning this whole social media bullshit. And, you know, just getting my podcast up on iTunes and Spotify was, like, new to me. And I'm trying to get it on Podcast Addict. There's a lot of fucking work. Like, fuck. I even told David, I was like, God damn, this is a fucking grind, dude. This is a hustle. I think I need glasses. Finally. But, um, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there that I do have a really juicy story for you that just happened to me, but, and I almost released it with this podcast, but then I, on second thought, I was like, this is too fresh. The people in this story, I don't want to put in danger, no matter what the fuck, you know. So anyway, ah, oh, fucking A. So that's basically what I wanted to say, but I'm doing good. I'm still clean. I've been chatting it up on Facebook with a lot of y'all in the Dopey Nation, and you guys are fucking awesome. Um, and I wanted to shout some of you out and just, you know, thank you guys on the show for uh, being so supportive and helpful in my recovery in the Dopey Nation. Um, Colleen, thanks for being my new um, fourth big sister. Um, Catherine, thank you so much for always you know, talking to me and I'm always, you know, there for you. If you ever need someone to reach out, if any, for whatever reason, if anything happens, uh, 
I've been really enjoying our conversation. Um, Andrew, who um, like created the Dopey Nation Facebook group, thanks for reaching out to me the other day. I really um, um, want, like, was glad I got to thank you for making the page and bringing all these people together and making such a great support group that was already, you know, kind of brewing in the in the works. Like, it just needed like something official for us to like, you know, all talk to each other on. So thank you and thanks for all the words of encouragement with my uh, recovery. Um, who else? Uh, Rachel, thanks for reaching out to me. Um, Hannah, thanks for reaching out to me. Um, Taya, thanks for also sending me a message and, and, and showing support. Um, Tony, thanks for the um, kind words about liking the podcast so far I'm hopefully you'll I hope you and you know continually enjoy it wow I'm so fucking awkward right now you guys all right I gotta stop all right so I'm gonna call I just talked to and reached out and reconnected to one of my old buddies we used to live together we used to do a lot of crazy shit together um his name's Gabe I'm gonna call him and uh we're gonna share some stories right now because I don't you know I want to talk to him before he has to go to work so here we go What's up? Uh, you're on, just, you know, pre-warned, you're on the Nod Squad podcast. So anything you say can and will be used against you by, I have no idea. I'm paranoid as fuck. <laughs> Always paranoid. Even when I, even, yeah. Um, you know, I kind of gave a weak ass intro, but Gabe has been my homie for, fuck, how long have we been friends for, dude? A long fucking time. Almost, t- almost 10 decade, years. Over at least a decade, if not more, right? Oh, yeah. Now, you yeah. told me, you were telling me in the chat that you remember the first time we met and it was a, like a, a story within itself. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, so my, my dumbass doesn't remember because I'm got, <laughs> I damaged my memory. So, can you like refresh me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back then, me and my boy, we was fucking going down to Tijuana and shit. Right? Which, what boy? You're, you're one of your friends. Oh, who will rem- who will remain nameless? Obviously. His name was uh, Ryan. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but fucking, we go down there and he go get steroids and shit, and I go get like what, like steroids. testosterone? Yeah, dude. I, I was literally. That, that was a weird cell, man. That's like, funny. Like, I was literally just talking and, like, about it. Like, yeah, I was literally just talking about that before <laughs> I called you. I was talking about my co-host who's in rehab, how he's yeah. prescribed legal testosterone because he's got some weird medical condition where he has low testosterone so he gets it from a doctor and he got ripped he got jacked he got got fucking jacked I'm kind of pissed because he was as skinny as me and then this doctor gives him steroids and now he's fucking ripped whatever anyway I'm sorry for interrupting continue with your story please my pad at the time, which was like, what, like two doors down from your pad? Yeah, we lived in the same apartment complex. When I moved, I had moved from Hollywood to Pasadena after getting one of my balls removed. And right after that, we met because we lived in the same fucking apartment complex. I I don't know how many of these fuckers, and I'm like, man, I'm bored. So I go over and I like knock on your door, but like... You were fucked up, huh? (laughs) 
I was probably stoned off weed and you probably tripped me the fuck out. I was like, whoa, he's oh, high yeah, as dog. fuck and I don't know what he's on. Those days when we were making the brownies and we, had, we were all broke, so we had like no food to eat. <laughs> 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 eat the brownies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Over and over and just get more hungry. And then eat more brownies. <laughs> and then you get <laughs> more hungry and then you get caught in like a K-hole of edibles, <laughs> right? I've done that many a times. So you were, what were you on that first time we hung out? Those were Somas. Oh, yeah, you were drunk off Somas. Because you got back from Mexico. Okay. Yes, sir. Dude, so, yeah, I, I got kicked out of that apartment complex real fucking quick. We kind of had, a, like, a little clicky crew. It was you, me, Richard, who I don't, I don't know where the fuck he is now. I think he deleted Facebook and just fell off the exist, like, the internet yeah. entirely. He's hiding. He's too hip for Facebook. <laughs> he was such a hipster. He was one of my most hipster friends ever. Oh, fuck and yeah. He was and proud. He was like, a, like a pre, like a fucking prime hipster. Like he came before the time. Yeah, yeah. Prehistoric hipster. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and he knew it. He was a trendsetter. He's what <laughs> they call now a curator. <laughs> he was fucking cool. He was my coolest friend. I was like, felt cool just knowing I was his friend and then I we fell out because he he was delivering for the dispensary and then I stopped calling him for hours I think he got butthurt about it or something but he got me into a lot of indie rock I'll tell you that turned me on and then his friend Jeremy who would always bring around the Adderall and like offer us lines of Adderall right he's such a weirdo he was the weirdest person I've ever met and remember when I found the, like, I actually got kicked out of that apartment complex after a while. Remember, right before I got kicked out, I chopped, I was so pissed off at the um, property manager. I chopped up that Beatles poster, and it was like Paul McCartney with a cape flying, and it said on my door, the end is near 666 <laughs> for everybody to see. Yeah, I gave zero fucks back then. I gave zero fucks. I we got le- I think it's because we all hung out in the courtyard late at night and smoked cigarettes and talk. You, me, and yep. Richard, and they everyone got pissed because it was so noisy. And then Tom came that around. Was, that was a no fun zone. Remember the it was a no. Yeah. Anyone talking to each other? Oh, dude. Weird. We would even take our conversation out to the sidewalk and they'd walk all the way out there and like try and act all hard and be like, you got to keep it down. I'm like, dude, we're on the fucking sidewalk. How far away do you want us to go? Like we're fucking socializing with other tenants. (laughs) Fuck off, dude. Yeah. And then Tom lived up down the street and he would always like tag along and want to be a part of like the crew because he felt desperately, you know. Want like lusting for acceptance, you know. Well, we had a combo about that. He's a weird character. He was a really good friend of mine for a long time, and then I hooked him up with a girl. Long story short, they're still together, and he's so whipped. She got so jealous, she won't let him hang out with anybody. And I'm like, dude, I set you up with this girl. The least you could do is like have some balls and still be friends and tell her, hey. I'm going to still have my friends. Like, who controls you that much? Fuck. And who allows someone to be, con- like, control them that much? Whatever. Yeah. 
that's yeah you could tell there's some you know I don't give a fuck now but I'm like god damn dude we had some weird times at that apartment too bro oh yeah his weird ass cat and fucking oh yeah I had moved out we found Oh yeah, okay. So let me let me build up to that. Oh, I remember this all. Now you're bringing back so many memories. Okay, so I think soon I was the first one to get really kind of kicked out. They were pushing to get me out of there, so I just left. I broke out of my lease or whatever, and I moved. Uh, our friend who also lived in the complex, Richard, had a very close friend named Jeremy. Um, I won't drop his last name, but he was, a, he was very weird character. And the only reason me, you, Richard and Jeremy kind of bonded was while we smoked weed and drank alcohol. This was before I got into heavy, heavy drugs, but we all, we partied a little ecstasy, go to clubs, but, um, I had turntables and some vinyl and Richard and Jeremy loved to DJ and, and do mixes of uh, drum and bass on vinyl, like this is before all these MP3 controllers and shit. So we would all get together and, and we'd all spin mixes of drum and bass on vinyl. This is kind of right before dubstep really took off, you know? So definitely before like it just started cracking off like shortly after that. Yeah. And I had just started to get into growing my own weed. I remember because I had two plants in my closet and out of two plants, I had a fucking pretty hefty like yield for the harvest. And I've, I uh, remember I sold, I gave some to you. Uh, I vent, I, t- I was able to vend my first harvest to a dispensary and I made some good cash. That's how I got my MIDI controller set up my beat studio. Like, and then I got heavy. I got, you know, like after that, I think I grabbed as much money as I could from Pasadena city college. And I put it all into grow equipment. And I think from that moment, cause I was just like doing like toying around like light bulbs hanging from fucking wires and shit. But once I got that T five fluorescent light, I was serious about growing weed. Like I just got out of surgery for getting my one testicle removed. I was like, I'm very pro weed. I'm all about weed. Rick Simpson all the way, you know? And I think you, I think right around the same time you got into growing too. And we oh, would, yeah. we had some grow ops together. I remember I had moved out of that apartment complex and Jeremy had offered, he had his roommate just left. So he had a room for rent. So I was like, fuck it. I need to get, I need to move somewhere fast. Cause I think I had like 18 plants. I had to fucking like keep alive. So I literally fucking moved into Jeremy's apartment, which was a nice apartment. It's just Jeremy's very strange, very, very strange person. I That's the thing about living in Los Angeles is like it's really a fucking game of Russian roulette how weird your roommates are because there's a lot of weird people in Los Angeles. So you like you, you really it's even if you spend all your day trying to like get a good read off this person, they're not going to they're going to hold back on the crazy at least three months into the lease. Oh, yeah. oh, and then yeah, around th- month three. Colors. Yeah. Month three, month four, they let out their crazy. And then you're like, fuck, I'm trapped in an apartment with this person for nine more months. Fuck. What am I going to do? How am I going to survive? You and you and I lived together once you me and tom and oh my god that was probably one of the craziest parts yeah that was a good pad we had a lot of shit going 
Yeah, well, yeah, it was a good party pad. Like, see, I, I, I had, well, I guess I'm cutting a lot out, but yeah, I had moved in with Jeremy. I forgot to mention the, his drawer. Oh, God. Okay, so from what I remember about Jeremy is he, I mean, he DJ, he had his own DJ set up too, so he would spin uh, vinyl mixes together, and he was, you know, he had his, he used to be a writer, a main editor for like a really popular drum and bass magazine from back in the day. Fuck, I forget yeah, what it was called. Yeah, he, was. he was actually a pretty successful, like, musician. He got yeah. gigs to do DJ shows and stuff. He was just really weird and dorky, and he fucking modified, like, what was that, the power glove? He had the power glove in his D... All right, you guys listening. He would DJ with turntables, but he fucking tweaked out on this power glove so it would modulate sound. So he would be up on the stage, and there's, like, footage of him, and he would, like, do all these weird hand motions and weird (laughs) finger gestures, and it would warp the music. It was pretty cool, but... He just had no flair, and he was so Caucasian and dorky, it was kind of funny. When he would twitch out with his hand, and you wouldn't realize it until, like, oh, he's, like, manipulating the audio with his power glove. Like, I'd never seen a DJ do that. That's, like, takes dedication. But it was, like, if it was anyone cooler, it would have looked a lot cooler, but he was just so weird and dorky. It was so awkward. He did good mixes, though. and But he, didn't he talk with a lisp, kind of like JP? A little bit, a little bit. And he had that drum and bass group, who I've been section nine. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the other producer, like, left and got more popular than him, and he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to be a nurse from, for the rest of my life. I don't remember, but... Okay, so, yeah, this guy was weird. He had a cat that would always try and get into my grow operation. And I fucking got pissed off at his cat for so many reasons. First of all, it would try and sneak in my room and, like, get into my grow tent and, and crawl between my pot plants. And I, I, I know that filthy motherfucker gave my pot plants spider mites. That was, like, the first time. something that a lot of people overlook is cats. They have a lot of bugs on them. Yeah. Dude, you and I could do a podcast just about growing weed and how to grow weed good because we grew so much weed back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. much weed. We grew a lot Alleged. of weed. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, it was Prop 215 passed. I was uh, abiding by all the guidelines and regulations that were in place at yeah. that time. Plus, <laughs> dude, come on. Statute of limitations 10 years ago? They can't do shit. Fuck them. I research the shit. Anyway. Um, that fucking cat gave my pot plants. I had like almost 20, 18 to 20 pot plants and they were getting pretty fucking tall. And, uh, I don't know if you guys don't know what spider mites are. They're like one of the worst bugs or pests you can get, uh, an infestation of for pot plants because they basically, they, they wrap their spider web around the leaf of the plant, around the bud of the plant, like the, the, the shit you smoke, they wrap giant webs around it, and then they just suck all the juices and goodness out of your pot. So, and then they fuck like rat, like crazy. They reproduce like fucking crazy by the hundreds per day. So within a few days, you notice them, and then they're everywhere fucking up the quality of your weed. 
And I was making money off that weed, like selling it to dispensaries or vending, quote unquote. You know, so I was like, you guys are fucking with my money. And they're like, there's only so many different ways you can deal with spider mites. Like, and I think I bought, I used a pyrithium bomb or something. Right. Yeah. And it fucking nuked them. It They got so much damage. They, the plants did not like that. It's basically poison. And even then I didn't fully get rid of those fucking spider mites. I remember around that time I was like, this was like three, four months in, even less. I was like, this is getting really weird. Uh, Jeremy's a really weird person. Uh, he's revealed so many weird things about his life. I need to uh, get into a different apartment very fast. And I think around that time you were about to get rid of, get out of the apartment I had gotten kicked out of before or moved out of before. So you and I were already teaming up on like, yeah, you and I were teaming up on uh, getting in a place together and then Tom wanted in because his sister kicked him out. And we, uh, I was like, all right, let's the three of us find a, a place. And we had that dope ass. It was kind of like a townhouse, like a three bedroom townhouse. And I, I had the master bedroom. So I paid the most. You had the sec, you had the fucking room with the balcony though. That was dope. And you paid second the most. And then the third bedroom was just a giant grow up. And we made Tom live and sleep under the stairs of the living room. And he paid the least. But it's like, dude, the grow up was most important. That's the moneymaker. Oh, yeah. We, Do you remember we, that movie, The Children Under the Stairs or whatever the fuck? The People Under the Stairs? Movie. That's Tom. That's the life of Tom. That's his documentary. We were dicks. We literally made this kid sleep under the stairs of the living room and the last remaining bedroom we used as a grow up to grow weed because that was more important than our friend Tom. (laughs) There's no wonder he fucking fucked me off after I hooked him up with that girl. He was like, fuck you, you guys made me sleep under the stairs. Wow, we were dicks. I just remembered that. But dude, I had... I was like trying to get out of Jeremy's place. Like he... The thing about my living with Jeremy... He's weird, and his cat's annoying. His cat would eat my weed. If I left a nug of weed out, the cat would eat the fucking weed. I'd come back and be like, where the fuck's my weed? Who stole my weed? Not knowing that his cat eats weed. Like, we'll just eat it. So you can't leave it out. So I got pissed, and I smoked some of his weed that I sold him, which he had left next to his, like, wedding ring from his failed, divorced, previous marriage or something. And he's very, like, he's got a lot of issues about that or whatever. He was so weird about his divorce. And I remember he was like, you see this You see this wedding ring right here? This is from my, my divorce. And he was, like, talking about how hard it was on him. So, like, he doesn't want me to see that. I'm like, dude, your cat ate my weed. So you owe me weed. That's your cat. You're responsible for it. You didn't tell me he eats weed. So I want some fucking weed. I want to smoke some weed. And I knew you, I sold you some. I'm going to smoke some weed. I'm a little stressed out here dealing with these spider mites. But no, I, I remember I was like, yeah, I got to get out of here. And then I think I remember you and I, was it, were you, no, no, I think, did I discover the, the drawer by myself and show you later? Yeah, you discovered it by yourself and like hit me up immediately. You were like, dude. Oh, okay. Yes. Cause he, he, he would feed us Adderall. This Jeremy would feed us, and I had never done Adderall before, but he insisted that we rack up lines of Adderall. And I don't know if any of you out there have snorted out Adderall, but the drip tastes fucking horrible. It's made me want to, like, gag and almost throw up. Like, 
you know, like certain drugs that you snort, you get the drip and it ta- has a certain taste. Coke's different, Oxycontin is different. But the Adderall drip from snorting it, it, the only way you and I could describe it was like sugar, like sweet rubber gloves. It was like sugar. It tasted like sugar combined with rubber gloves, which is a weird combination. You would never think those two things would go together. But when you snort these football-shaped Adderalls, that's the only way we could, like, compare the taste of the drip. And it was gross. Sweet rubber glove. We call it, we'd get the we'd get the drip and we'd be like, oh, sweet rubber gloves. <laughs> that was so funny. Wow. Yeah, we partied up. And so I remember I he was feeding me Adderall and he'd always be like, Oh, just get some out of my drawer if you need. So I did I trust me, I did. And one day I couldn't find him and I opened up the wrong fucking drawer. Jeremy had well, he had a quite a, uh, an array of different dildo collections in his drawer. And he didn't live, yeah, he didn't li- live with a woman, so he's not using them on any girl. He lives by himself. He's in it. I later I found out. One girl would come by every once in a while, and I think she pegged him. She pegged. He he liked to get pegged. Yeah. He he. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no there's no way you can like not you know put two and two together and come up with. He's a grown man, bachelor pad, lives by himself. Sometimes has girls over but has a shit ton of dildos in his drawer. I've never owned a dildo. I've never had a need. I have a dick. I have my own dick collection. The way, like as much as he had, he's not using it on anyone but himself, right? And I don't know if you guys know this, if you're not experienced, but some people do stimulants or amphetamines and it kind of, get, they get freaky and they get into butt play uh, with their own butt. And I, I, that's kind of what kept me away from, you know, amphetamines for the longest time because I was like, oh, some people get really into butt stuff. I mean, I'm not going to say it's gay. I'm not going to go all the way and say they're gay. No, no. I, I had, remember that girl uh, I dated in Glendale? She put her finger in my butt once. My hard on went instantly limp. And that's the only time I did it. It felt like I was pooping out a finger. Oh, my God, I got way too personal just now. This is going out to the whole world. I should not have said that story, but guess what, guys? It's on, it's on record, and now you have to know that horrible part of my past. It felt like I was pooping out a finger, so I was never into that. So I just couldn't understand why feeling like you have to poop equates with sexual pleasure. I mean, hey, if that's your thing, cool. It just wasn't mine. And I could tell because the dipstick test. My dick went limp instantly. And that's a whole other story that I won't get in. She was going down on me, and then she... Ugh, I, can't, I can't even get into that right now. Where the, all right, I'm getting so off track. So, yeah, I was like, wow, he loves to get pegged. And then I would, like, you know, hear weird noises from his bedroom at night when that girl would come over. Like, oh, I'd be like, oh, she's pegging him right now. Like, he's trying not to be loud about it. Because I don't know. that I would be screaming in pain if that was me. I'd be like, please stop. This hurts a lot. So, but how he was able to stay as quiet as he did with how big those dildos were, dude. (laughs) I don't know. It just made me feel weird. And then a weird smell would come from his room and I'd always think it was the dildos and I just was paranoid. Because you have to understand, I'm going to Pasadena City College at the time, going to school, doing homework. 
He's feeding me Adderall. I'm stressed out about finals. And I, he, I just get paranoid, like thinking weird things like, why is this room smell so weird? It's got to be the dildos. And he was also kind of being a dick towards the end. He was just kind of being a dick. I, I think it's because we found, it's probably because we found his dildo collection. I, I think we found his secret and he knew it. That's why he got mean. He got mean. He, he, he got upset that we knew some dirty secrets about him. And so he yep. treated us differently. Oh, yeah. He didn't want anyone over. He, wanted, he was, like, just a recluse. So I, I was like, dude, I got to get out of here. So And by that time, you were about to get out of the apartment complex we lived there in before. So I think we had gotten that townhouse, and I, we had to fucking rent a U-Haul and sneak 18 to 20, I think it was 18, 18 pretty fucking tall pot plants oh, in. We had to get some big boxes. Oh, yeah, we had giant boxes that we would carry the plants into the U-Haul with so no one outside would see us. And we did it at, like, 12 at night, 1 in the morning, oh, yeah. as late oh, as possible. Yeah. And then we'd have to drive all these pot plants to the new apartment and then smuggle them back in to our new apartment in giant cardboard boxes. They didn't, that shocked them a little bit too. The plants did not like that. Plus yeah. the spider mites, that wasn't my best, it wasn't our best harvest at all. Yeah. But whatever, it had to get out. But um, yeah, and then we built that exhaust box. That was a pretty good grow up for that apartment. I think every single apartment I had from then on, I had a grow up in. Yeah. Like, even after our lease was up on that townhouse and I moved into a, just a one bedroom uh, by myself, it was like 1,200 square feet. I just threw my mattress in the living room and decked out the whole bedroom as a grow up. I was like, I'm living by myself and growing weed. Fuck it. And perfecting my craft. I loved growing weed. I loved strain hunting, finding the perfect phenotype. And once you got that phenotype, no one else has. Like dispensaries want to fuck with you and they'll sometimes give you extra money to sell exclusively to them. Like we were making some good money back then. Yeah. And then I worked with your, you and your family, um, uh, in the wood shop. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, that was, that, those were, and we just got, you would get me so baked. You (laughs) brought me on and high got, and you like, you had faith that I could do the job, but you were smoking tough. So I'd, do, I'd be driving, we'd be driving from Pasadena to Anaheim. No, not fuck Alhambra, Alhambra, Alhambra. Alhambra. I don't know why I said Anaheim. We would drive from Pasadena to Alhambra, and you would just pack the fattest fucking bulls, dude. And then... Oh, we were such potheads back then. I was such a huge pothead. Yeah, holy fuck. And we gave zero fucks. We smoked while driving every day. We oh, gave yeah, zero fucks awesome. if it smelled like weed in our car. I drove perfectly. I drove perfectly, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, would, I, I mean, we, I didn't get any accidents. Towards the end, I kind of got really high. <laughs> got in a couple accidents. But I don't think that was the weed. I mean, it's hard to avoid. It's hard to, like, avoid accidents in L.A. People drive like it fucking is. maniacs there. Dude, that time we were just stopped on the freeway and that person slammed into us, like, highway speed. Oh, when I had the Audi, A- I had the Audi A6, and we were coming back from a dispensary, stoned, back in the front. It was in Hollywood, right? We were driving back to Pasadena from Hollywood on the 134. We come over the bend, 
it's completely deadlock traffic. So I'm like, whoa, shit. And I, you know, put on the brakes heavy because it's the complete stop, dead stop traffic ahead. So I come to a complete stop, but it's, you know, a little abrupt, but, you know, I make it. As soon as I look in my rear view mirror, a fucking Ford F-350 gigantic fucking truck is fucking speeding towards us and its brakes are locked up. It's I, I know it's not going to be able to stop in time. It's hitting our ass. No, no, no. I knew. He, I, and, and there was so much traffic to the left and right of him. He couldn't swerve out of the way. So I was like, this dude's fucking hitting us. And I all I had time to say was, oh, fuck. And this motherfucker rear-ended us. I, all I could say was, oh, and I don't even think you realized why I said, oh, fuck, until... Because that fucker rear-ended us going at least 50. 45 to 50. At least, because he was going fast, and his brakes were locked up. He was Nothing was stopping this thing. He rear-ended us so hard, the rear windshield shattered, and broken glass was, like, flying past our heads. And Tom was in the back seat. Oh, I'll never forget that. He, I, I think we were supposed to, to give him a ride to work, and he had to call in. And he called his sister, his older sister, and he was like, oh, he, like he, he tried to keep like his cool, and then he just broke down and cried. And you got mad at him. You were like, fucking man up. Yeah, dude. You were pissed. Like, I thought he was hurt. Like, I thought like a... Oh, no. Hello? Oh, wait, here we go. He's ringing again. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully he picks up. Hello? Hello. Hey, Ashlyn. Yes. How's it going? Good. How are you? I've been good. I've had ups and downs and all arounds, but currently I'm doing great. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, I know. I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm sorry I uh, chopped it up with Gabe for a long time. I haven't talked to him like crazy for a long, long time, and we're bringing up old stories for my podcast. Oh, that's why he had to go. I get it. I get it. You know. No, no, he didn't. It just, uh, the phone just cut out. Oh, did it? Yeah. That's probably my phone. My phone's a piece of shit. Did you want to talk to him real quick? Or? Yeah, sure. If you, if you don't mind, that would be awesome. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Hey, that's crazy, man. Dude, <laughs> I know. My, my phone's a piece of shit. I have an old iPhone 5S, and I <laughs> get my service. I get my service through Virgin Mobile. Real shit, though, I was cleaning out my room, like, you know, doing, um, I got a spring cleaning or whatever, and I found an old iPhone 6 with a cracked screen. I'm thinking about jailbreaking that shit. Fuck yeah. Getting the screen fixed and upgrade, doing a little going from iPhone 5 to iPhone 6. Ball it up. I'm not going, if I get a new iPhone, it's, I'm not getting anything new or 6. You know why? I like the fucking Samsung, dog. You yeah. get all the shit you get for your iPhone, but, like, for free. I'm really seriously considering making the switch to, to some Galaxy, like, 9 or whatever, whatever they, Galaxy is. And the Note is tight. It's all big. It's pretty much as dope as a... F- Are you there? Wow. Look at how shitty my phone is. It presses random buttons. My phone... This is what I'm just talking about, you guys. My iPhone 5 has fucking water damage. So if you ever get a random message or text from me and it's a bunch of goddamn gibberish, it's because my touchscreen is fucked up and it presses buttons by itself. I've probably randomly poked 20 different people 
without my consent, and they're probably thinking I'm a weirdo because my butt, my stupid ass, not so smartphone presses buttons by itself. Hey, what's up, you guys? Um, so this is what I love about post-production podcasts is that I can chop up all the shit out that you know, I may have revealed too much information for, or maybe I had to censor out a last name or two, or maybe, you know, this last recording I just did with Gabe, there was something wrong with the mic, and we would get little weird clicky noises, or weird, like, but they were like electronic clicks, that the mic, it wasn't something that we were picking up and recording, it was like a weird electronic glitch, and it came through the mic, and I had to k- keep cutting out pieces of the audio file because I knew it would sound like shit to all you people listening, and I definitely want to make sure it sounds pleasant. I mean, the content is there, but the audio quality, I don't want it to have, you know, fade. Or you can't hear it at times or something. That's what I love about Ableton. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll right here I'll include a little... Um, I'll take a little sample of one of those glitches right here and let you hear what it sounds like. Um, so right now, I mean, I w- only played it once, so you had a reference, but there was like at least a dozen of those in that last recording. And I was like, what the fuck is causing that? Because I don't want to be, I would rather fix that instead of having to keep on cutting it out of the audio file. It's a lot of work. So anyway, I was doing that and... Um, you know, after, uh, you know, the call got dropped with Gabe, I kind of went in this whole rant about think like my whole experience in LA and that's a whole nother story in itself. So I, I cut that out to save it for later. And, uh, I kind of want to just segue into this story with, um, with Ryan and this isn't Ryan, my co-host Ryan. This is a different Ryan. I know like five different Ryans. Um, I guess we'll call him surfer Ryan because he likes to surf. So anyway, I'm going to just segue out of that phone call interview and into this old classic story we did. Uh, it, had, it was at least six months ago. Um, let's just get into it, you guys. I hope you enjoy this um, old story I promised you guys. You know, I made, When I made the post, I promised this story, so I had to include it. It's only about 15 minutes, and then... Uh, but it's it's fucking good one, you guys. So I hope you enjoy it. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see what you guys think of it. So enjoy it. I'm going to die. die. Okay, well, Ryan, you say you have a um, a good uh, war story for us, a good nod squad story. Even the, though you may not be nodding in the story, but... One of the know, best nights. One of the best well, nights. amazing the way it turned out. I didn't get arrested anyways. That's well, that's thought. always yeah. a great that's always a great night. She made several felonies in one night, so it was pretty good. Yeah, any any time you can party and have fun and not get arrested yeah. and get away with things, then yeah. that's always like a plus. It was, it was. I mean, arresting stories are good to tell later, yeah. but in the moment they're not that fun. No. So set set a scenario for us. Like okay. what's going on? When how long ago was this? Where okay. was your head at? I was okay, I was uh 22, 23, and I used to always go drink at Alex's Bar and Grill, you know? Okay. Because, you know, it's perfect. I, I get drunk, you know? And Where's, like, what town is Alex's in? Shell Beach. 
Okay, sweet. Shell Beach, right there. And, and if you land abroad, they're all within walking distance. And what's good about Shell Beach is they don't have their own police force. That's Pismo Beach right. patrols Shell Beach, but they don't really roll around there that much. Oh, but you can get rolled quick. You can, oh, yeah, you, you can. can. Shell Beach is like a trap. Yeah. Yeah, and it we, is because it's just one, one road. And two, oh, yeah. and, and two in the, the morning. Yeah. In the ocean. Yeah. Two, yeah. In, the, two in the morning, <laughs> you see a cop, you're so going to jail. Unless you're going for a swim, yeah. it's hard to get away. Yeah, so, I, so I'm drinking at Alice's, <laughs> and, I, and I always used to get drunk there. You know, I was always high on meth. I got high on meth early. So I'd and go you to, can drink like a madman yeah. when you're high on meth. That's and I would awesome. go to Alice's, and I would get drunk, high on meth, and I'd generally score. You yeah, know, I was young, drunk, easy to talk to girls. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, you're you're more social when you're yeah. high. But this night, I was coming up short. Last call coming up short on what pussy? Didn't get any pussy. Dude. Oh no. So so last call comes around and like you know, okay, I'm looking for the ugliest bra in the bar. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> it Standards didn't matter. Are dropping. Quickly. Trying to fucking get me some tail, you know? Yeah, I got you. So everybody clears out, you know, and I'm talking to the bartender. I'm pleading with her, you know. Yeah. You know, take me home with you, dude. Let's so, do this. And she was claiming. I ain't been with a guy in so long, this okay. and that. I'm like, dude, wait, wait. Right? What would you rate on a one to ten scale? How hot or What's not hot? Like? Yeah. A seven. She was thick, pretty okay. face. Oh, nice. Yeah, seven. good face. I don't remember not her bad. name, but uh, I was pleading with her. I was like, you know, take me home with you. You know, and she's claiming I ain't been with a guy in so long, this and that. You know, bullshit. They like, all say yeah, that, right? Like, You're a bartender. They, that's what yeah. they all say. You're a bartender. Anywho, I got a little too forward, a little too aggressive, you know, and I got eighty six. They kicked you out. Yeah. Like two minutes before closing, dude. Did the the bouncer come up on you? Or no, what? she was just like, "Get out of here! You're 86. Don't come back." You know, I've I've been there a lot. She knew me. Okay. Yeah. So she would knew me if I came back in. Anyway, it's like two in the morning. I'm out of the bar, driving around high on meth. You know, trying to get laid. You know, but that ain't gonna happen because all my chances are gone. It's late. Yeah. Unless you go through your, you know, your yeah. black book. And yeah. Who's up at two in the morning? Unless exactly. they're also spun. But I was high on meth. I started going on an adventure. You know, I was a little mad. Driving through Shell Beach, you know. And do you, know, you know where Maddie Road is? Uh, refresh my memory. It's uh, where the Shell gas station is. Okay, okay. And you yeah. turn underneath the bridge. Yeah, and then you go on the other yep. side of the freeway. Yeah, you, you, can go, yeah. You, can go, you can go right, which is to the house, and you can go left, which was I never knew. I was, That's a dead end, isn't it? It was. Okay. I was exploring. Well, I take that. And there's an abandoned house. Okay. I'm like, oh, what the hell, you know? Just in the middle of Shell Beach, abandoned house. How, I'm talking. How shitty is this? Dude, I'm talking house? broken windows. Okay. Spray painting on the fucking house. Screen doors off its thing. So I'm like, perfect. I'm exploring. Yeah. So I so, so I go marching through this house, and I'm like, all right, dude, holes in the drywall. Super fucking abandoned. But there's all kinds of burnables. There's burnables like toilet the, paper. Oh wow. Fucking books. And so I so I take all this stuff. Pile it in the living room. I'm talking, I take the shells off and put it on the ground. I mean, wow. Nice little pile. Holy shit. And I light a match to it. <laughs> oh and I just, fuck, I did two times and I fuck, I'm in my car and I get back on the freeway going north towards oh Avla. Oh my God. And I, so you light it on fire light and it just on fire bail. And just bail. And I, I go on the freeway going north, go to Avla, turn around, come back south so I can see it. Yeah. And by the time I pass it, dude, flames are just licking the roof. And oh I'm like, my God. and this is right on the other side of the freeway, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, shit. So, so I get off the freeway and I park at the Cliffs Hotel, you know, and a crowd is gathered. Oh, my God. Yeah. That fast? Yeah, pretty fast, dude. So Jeez. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm watching it with these people, you know, and I'm high on meth tripping. Like, okay, now they're starting to look at me weird, you know. Look at you weird because they think you, like, you just left the scene of the crime. I seen, but and who else do they, could they suspect but you? Yeah, I'm high on meth. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm paranoid, though, you know, so I'm thinking yeah, that they're course. looking at me funny. I'm, well, even if you're not setting houses on fire, <laughs> usually you think people are looking at you funny. Right. Yeah. So anyways, I, I bail. 
Oh, wow. I get back on the, I get back on the freeway and I'm drunk, dude. And I'm, at, and I'm fucking <laughs> yeah. I'm flying home, you know. And you know the 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 Fourth Street exit where it's just you can get off yeah. or you get Fourth, right back on. Yeah, to Grover. Yes. Yeah, Fourth Street exit. I got you. Well, I'm I pull off and I'm coming in way too hot to make this turn, yeah. How fast? Uh, outlets. Past the outlets. Past the outlets. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gotcha. coming right before Denny's. Right, right, right. right. And I'm coming in way too... Yes, exactly. Coming in way too hot. No, I'm not going to make this turn. And you're driving fast because you're sketched out. Sketched out, high, drunk, all bad. Oh, that is bad. So I said, fuck you, dude. Go straight, Ryan. And I fucking hopped the embankment, through the sign, onto the on-ramp, back on the freeway, like nothing. Oh, Genius. In my mind, it was genius. Through the sign. Wait, wait, wait. wait, Repeat that. So you... I'm pulling off the on-ramp. Oh, on the off-ramp. Yeah. And I ain't going to make... I'm not going to make this turn... And there's an on-ramp right there. So I'm like, fuck it. Go straight, boom, through the sign. And back on the fucking freeway, you know? And it worked out perfectly. Oh, my God. But I by can't this, believe you didn't get pulled over. Dude. I know, right? And by this time, I'm like, all right, Ryan, you got to take this in, dude. You're you're way too loose right now, bro. Yeah. Oh, but I don't yeah. want to go home and jerk, off, and jerk off to my old porn. I'm yeah. sick of it, dude. You know, I've seen yeah. it a million times. Just yeah. Yourself. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, dude. How and this is before Pornhub. Yes. Yeah, so you had to have a collection. I had, I had a collection. Yeah, yeah but I was, everyone did. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm thinking, where can I get porn at this hour at night? It's like three in the morning almost. Diamond, or, yeah. Not there yet. Oh, it wasn't Diamond, open yet. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just like 22, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. About over 10 years ago. Yeah. I and just, so, uh, wow. it clicks. I remember, uh, what's that fucking store? Barely Nothings. That little lingerie store that used to be in between Lucky's and Round Table. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, by the... Um, where the dollar store is. Now. Yeah, by the dollar store. All right. So I, so I drive into that parking lot, and I fucking pull up to barely nothings, you know? Okay. Lady night, so I grab a brick, and I throw it through the window of barely nothings, run in, and grab the whole top shelf of porn, <laughs> and, and, wow. th- and throw it in the bed of my truck, and I'm out of there. And when I threw the brick through the window... I, the alarms just went off. Dude, super loud. You hear that yeah. box away. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. And I'm back in my car, dude, heading home, you know? And I get to my house. Oh my God. And I grab all the porn up and I'm running down my driveway with the biggest smile on my face. Like, <laughs> yes, shit. dude, this is so awesome. Wow. And I get to the house and I fucking, I open one up and I put it in the, the VHS player. I love VHS porn. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. It's the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, it's a uh, it's a romantic couple. They're in bed, you know, oh, okay. and they start going at it, this and that, you know. Softcore or hardcore? Okay, <laughs> hold on one second, bro. And uh, and he he starts going down on her. All right. And her panties aren't coming off. All right. And now they're going at it, and their clothes are still on. What it was fuck? all softcore. Oh. I stole a show full of softcore porn. I was fuming, dude. No. Yes, dude. You went and you grabbed the whole aisle of soft I threw a brick through the window of a... So you don't have a lot of time to like look at the backs yeah, and no, like... No, no. See who directed it. Why do they even sell that Why? shit? Why? They, they, I had an armful of porn, I dude. It. I was so happy, dude. Yeah. I went through every video, dude. They were all I think like they that. sell softcore for chicks. I don't know why they for, do. For, like, for pussies. For, for pussies. For, for weird Who doesn't want to see penetration, dude? I mean... Yeah, you want to see the money shot. Yeah. So I'm so I fucking... I'm pissed, you know. I got... Yeah, I got like lame. 20 fucking softcore porn. And I'm like, fuck. Just scattered around my room. So I put in the old one, rub one out, and I crash out. I mean, you probably took a while to rub one out. I did. Yeah. I did. I mean, when you're high, it I, takes a while. It does. You gotta get creative. I love yeah. the, the fast forward to the yeah. good stuff, you know? And, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I crashed out, and my sister comes. It like fucking 
4.35 in the morning and wakes me up with this fucking huge plate of food. Breakfast. Oh, eggs, wow. pancakes. Nice. Yeah, and she's like, fucking, I need At 4.30 to... 4.30 in the morning? Yeah, she's like, I need to use your bedroom. Uh-oh. I was like, go ahead, and I take the food upstairs. I'm eating, you know, car pulls up, you know. Yeah. That's all cool, you know, I'm eating my breakfast, and by the time I'm done washing the dish, and like, car's gone. I'm like, oh, that bitch better not have fucking got her sack and took off, you know. So I run downstairs, and she's in there just fucking blazing bowls. Got like a fucking half ounce of dope. Oh, wow. Super cool, but then we're so we're blazing. Yeah, yeah. And she's looking around my room like, what the hell did you do last night, Ryan? <laughs> fucking weirdo. Yeah. And so I told her the story I'm telling you now. Uh-huh. And she just split that sack in half. She said, go get laid. Uh-huh. And so I, I did nice. because I can't imagine it. The next night getting any fucking better, you know? So yeah. It was awesome. That was my story. It's a little short, but... That was is a good story. I mean, That's you, a good story. You, you burnt down a house. Burnt down a house. You broke into the lingerie store, yeah. stole uh, arms full of softcore porn, yeah. and you got away with it. And I got away with it. I drove drunk from Shell Beach to there, run through science. That's like... Two, Menace to fucking society. Right? Two felonies in one night. Yeah. But... Or three, maybe, driving drunk. Three, yeah. Yeah. But you pulled it off. I pulled it off. So it was a great night, dude. And, I mean... And I got laid pretty good the next night, dude, because, yeah. I, had, I was working with a half ounce of dope. And how, how hot was the, the this new girl that you... Oh, dude, I, I don't know how I picked her up. Dude, she couldn't have been all that great. I was just after all... I mean, you were up the whole night before. Yeah. So yeah, I was I'd just, imagine I was, you were not in the best I was like day three or day two, Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine them. Your eyesight's That's a little... That's when the shadow people start. Yeah. Oh, dude, shadow people are After fucked. After you're awake for a couple of days, yeah. those fuckers come out. I get, dude, yeah. I, I get yeah. super paranoid, dude. I would see shadow people when I'd be driving down the road. Like they'd I love like, it. They'd run into bushes or run out of bushes, and I'd do double takes, and I'd be like, am I going to run over some person? And I'd be like, oh, wait. Shadow, Mailboxes shadow start, people. start turning into people and shit. Yeah. My, my, oh, my God. The weirdest God. thing, because I would always, always, always tweak out of my house and play piano or some weird shit. You, know? you play piano? Or I, I taught myself, you know, but I forgot everything for some reason. <laughs> but I would like, I would try and turn it off like, hi, I don't, you know, but like, I swear to God, I would turn everything off, you know, like, listen, I would always hear a conversation outside my window. Really? I couldn't yeah. make out, I couldn't make out the words. But mumbling. Yeah, I couldn't voices. make out chatter. I would always yeah. hear something, so it's I really couldn't. Paranoia. Yeah, paranoia. Yeah. That was me, that was my problem. <gasps> All right, you guys. Well, that's a wrap. Um, you know, I usually would probably bore you guys to death with a really long outro, but I'm fucking hungry. I've been working on this shit all morning. I have never worked this much on a editing the audio for a podcast before with, you know, stupid little intros and sound effects and EQing and learning the compressor and splicing in different recordings together. Holy fuck, that was a lot of work. But it also gave me a lot of experience on how to make these things better for you guys. So I kind of know what I'm doing better next time. So that's awesome. Guys, let me know what you think of this one, please. Your feedback really, like, means a lot to me. So I know what the fuck I can do to make it better. And also, I humbly, humbly request that anyone listening right now, please like the social media pages we have up. Uh, We got a Facebook page up. Instagram, Twitter. I think we even have a fucking Tumblr. <laughs> we'll get I'll get more shit up, but I was just trying to get up the shit that matters. Just like like us on on all those things and you know, write us, write to us at nodsquadpodcast at gmail.com. Whatever the fuck you want to write. I really don't care as long as you write something. You can say tell me how much I suck. 
you know, that's awesome. At least I'm getting some engagement. Um, that's really all I really want to ask in return right now. I don't care about monetary gain. I, I just started. I, I'm surprised if anyone's listening right now anyway. So anyway, Nod Squad or Nod Squad Podcast at any of those social media sites or look me up, Brian on Galbert, on any of those as well. And with that, I'll bid you guys adieu. And I fucking can't wait to get this out to you guys if you listen to it. So hope you guys are doing good. Stay safe out there if you're struggling. You know, uh, there's people out here like me as a resource for help. If you're struggling, write me an email and I'll answer any questions you got. Fuck, dude, I don't know. Um, If you're doing good, keep doing good. Stay strong. And um, I'm going to make some fucking food. I'm out of this bitch. I love you guys. Peace, love, all the above.